All the latest business news from WA, delivered daily. At close of business, news briefing. Good afternoon and welcome to the At Close of Business podcast. I'm Isabel Vieira with your Thursday afternoon headlines. Construction has started on the $34 million children's hospice in Swanbourne, which was previously at the centre of a tug-of-war between state and local governments. Premier Roger Cook and Health Minister Amber Jade Sanderson turned the first sod at the project site of Western Australia's first purpose-built paediatric hospice within Allen Park on Ordern Crescent. The hospice, to be named Bujamia, meaning sandcastles, is a project between the Child and Adolescents Health Service and Perth's Children's Hospital. Foundation. The development will include a children's hospital with seven patient rooms, three family suites, family and play areas, clinical areas, hydrotherapy and allied health spaces. Despite some roadblocks prior to the West Australian Planning Commission's approval for the project in July, Ms Sanderson said majority of the community supported the hospice. Flights on WA Qantas subsidiary airline Network Aviation were disrupted today as strike action organised by the Australian Federation of Air Pilots went ahead. The Fair Work Commission approved strikes starting at 12.01am this morning that will run for 24 hours, impacting the airline which services regional and FIFO routes across the state. More than 90% of Network Aviation's 250 pilots are Australian Federation of Air Pilots members and are eligible to take part. Qantas flights to Broome, Parabadu, Port Hedland, Kalgoorlie, Newman and others, including some interstate services, have been cancelled, according to Perth Airport's records. Around 35 return flights are understood to be impacted over a 24-hour period. Federation Senior Industrial Officer Chris Atkins said that Union felt it had little choice but to go ahead with the strikes. And lastly, Premier Roger Cook has defended the state's trade relationship with Indonesia despite recent concerns over the nation's impacts on local nickel markets. The state's nickel industry struggled through January, largely the result of a flood of Indonesian supply which has cut prices by almost half over a 12-month period. Crisis meetings between the state and federal government and key industry stakeholders are ongoing, with Mr Cook planning to meet Federal Resources Minister Madeleine King again today. Mr Cook this morning reiterated the importance of communication around the nickel issue but said his conversations over nickel had not yet extended across the border. That's all from me. Up next on the podcast, Nadia Budihadro and Mark Pownell discuss CJD Equipment's 50-year milestone. Want to reach the 1% of people who make 80% of business decisions in Western Australia? Business leaders and influencers trust Business News for accurate, independent and insightful news, editorial and intelligence across every sector, every day. Place your brand in front of WA's business, political and community decision makers with our integrated platforms encompassing print, digital, podcast and events. Contact our team of experienced account managers to find out more. Visit businessnews.com.au forward slash advertise. Welcome back to At Close of Business. I'm Nadia Budihadro and I'm joined by Mark Pownall. Mark, how are you today? I'm very well, thank you. Mark, in the current edition of the Business News magazine, you wrote about CJD Equipment, a WA machinery dealership that has been operating for decades. So why did you decide to write about them? Yeah, look, um, they've been around 
for 50 years. That was mm. really the reason. And they were really open to talking about that. Sometimes private businesses, you know, they don't really want to push out the founders and mm. have a, you know, whereas when, they, when they've reached a milestone like that, they kind of open up a bit. So uh, I think that was really just the opportunity uh, and they had their big 50th event just in the last couple of weeks. Um, and, you know, so I chatted to them just before Christmas, I think, and it was awesome. It was really nice. You said 50 years, but the founders been in partnership for 65, you wrote in the Oh, yeah, so they, they, they've worked together for 65 years. So yeah. they, so, so Who they, are they? Yeah, like, so Ron Rafferty mm-hmm. and Rob Jowlett, and they are, like, they, they were just, I know this sounds weird, they're just salesmen. It sounds mm-hmm. like a, you know, but I think they were a couple of guys who did literally a sales cadetship at a firm that did tractors and and right. and the like called Chamberlain's, which actually was originally not in Western Australia but got moved to Western Australia and it was a big manufacturing outfit here and they did diggers and excavators and they did tractors and they're well known in the agricultural world. And the pair of them worked together and, jo- and they went and helped the uh, sell this stuff and then ultimately they became helped set up dealerships for both Chamberlain and John Deere because those two firms became very close. And then ultimately those that company or that 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 pair of companies decided they didn't want any dealerships anymore. They didn't want to own them anymore. They wanted to have outsourced that. So these two guys were very good at setting up dealerships, so they set up their own. And what has been the biggest change um, in the 50 years of its operation? Yeah, look, do you know, I mean, it's scale, obviously. Yeah. And they stopped doing agricultural equipment. So, in a sense, but they really started with construction stuff anyway. So, they're kind of like, they're in construction, a little bit of mining. What's changed? I'm not sure that anything's changed, (laughs) except, as you can imagine, the truck universe and the mining equipment universe has changed immensely in terms of the scale of the equipment, the cost of it. But I would say those guys probably pretty much do, and they're only kind of in the office, you know, on a kind of regular basis these days. They're not running it. Um, One of their, Rob's son-in-law, Alan Barnett, runs it. But I would say their attitude... And their way of doing business is the constant mm. that has probably probably mean is why that company still exists today in private hands. What do you mean by that that attitude that they have towards business? Well, they just th- their commentary around it was uh, you could call it relentlessness, mm. you could call it determination. Their view was they hit roadblocks all the time and they weren't going to let a roadblock get in the way. And, you know, in a sense, that's kind of a salesy kind of attitude. And, I mean, they made the, gave the example, uh, there were several John Deere dealerships around the country. And when John Deere decided that they didn't want to have those dealerships anymore, they, didn't, they wanted to sell their own equipment, they obviously then went went out of selling John Deere. They said none of the other dealerships survived for any length of time after mm. that, whereas they just went and found other equipment to sell. Um, and I love their line, when you've got a whole bunch of really great people, you've just got to uh, find things for them to do. 
um, which I really, I really, they kind of like made sense to me mm. that they've built the business around the people and they've got people who are probably a bit like them and that works really well. That's culture, right? Yeah. So what's next for CJD after this 50-year milestone? Well, you know, I mean, you never, never know what, what's going on, but it's obviously uh, being run effectively by second generation in a sense and there's probably a bit of third in there as well, I think. You know, the, the business is evolving as yeah. it has done um, and it's getting into automated vehicles, it's getting into battery vehicles, um, which is much, much harder in the construction and in, in that sort of yellow goods, the big equipment yeah. world, than it is in uh, in retail car, you know, passenger cars, right? Mm. These are big vehicles that have big loads and then they need enormous batteries. Um, you know, they also, so they sell Volvo equipment and they mm. sell Kenworth trucks. So, you know, the Volvo stuff is like excavators, I think, and, and those kind of mining, small, the smaller end of the mining trucks and... And the, the Kenworth is your pretty standard, you know, uh, road road haul truck. Great. We'll keep an eye out on the next 50 years of CJD, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> a great in-depth article on a long-running business. You can read Mark's full article on CJD equipment online or in the January 29 to February 11 edition of Business News Magazine. Thank you for joining me, Mark. Thanks, Nadia. The latest business news delivered daily. Subscribe and rate the show wherever you listen to your podcasts. For all the latest business news, visit businessnews.com.au.